to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Um, took a vacation last week, like a vacation vacation. I didn't do anything. And, uh, you know, it was a real battle to, like, not post this because I like to do things consistently. But, uh, you know what? I figured everybody should take a vacation once in a while. And I literally didn't open a computer. I didn't really think about it much. And uh, it was really nice, really nice trip back east to the East Coast. First time, first travel since the pandemic started. And uh, it was great. It was great to see family and, and catch up and hug my mom and tell everybody I love them. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. So I'm back this week with a, uh, a return guest who uh, I just love talking to. And uh, he's had an incredible run here. And uh, I'm going to let him tell you all about it. This is, uh, thanks for tuning in and enjoy my talk with one of them, my favorites, man, Jacob Givens. What have I been up to? My entire life flipped upside down since the last time we talked. <laughs> Everything changed, man, like that. Really? Yeah, <laughs> it did. Like it did. Tell tell me everything. I want to know. I, I first well, of all, I guess I guess congratulations. But uh, I'll hear I about it. So. But it's just like you know, I want to. It's it's so interesting to me and so fun so i'd love to hear uh well do i need an audience an idea of like what we're even talking about right now or do we just dive into the story as to how this all happened i say dive in i put the notes in there uh all the links to everything but long story short you had a viral tiktok video i think that's the easiest way to put it as like i say set up so the people listening are, are thinking i'm being you know hyperbolic and I'm exaggerating, but no, literally everything. I was on your show in April. Yeah. And I, so here's the thing about TikTok. People have been telling me you should have a TikTok for years. And I've said, Nope, I'm not going to yeah. do it. I'm not yeah. going to do it. Cause this guy was on vine. Right. And I made vine and I had fun on vine, but as the older I got, I thought, Oh, I just couldn't possibly, um, I couldn't possibly use this app. Yeah. And I'll never forget Nicole Amy Schreiber like once tweeted like a year before, like when we were on pandemic, she was like, TikTok is ruining so many hot dads. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Nicole Amy Schreiber is hilarious. She's amazing. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's really, really funny. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what that the app is going to do. Because I mean, I knew what she was saying, which is like, yeah. here are these adult Adults, it could be uh, husbands, fathers, you know, uh, you know, or or wives and moms. Yeah. But taking these people that are mature, mature, responsible adults, and they're just acting like clowns on an app. And yeah. I was yeah. like, you know, and so I was thinking to myself, I was like, am I just have I just outgrown this? So I won't do it. But near the end of the pandemic, you know, well, I mean, I know we're still kind of in the middle of it all, but near the yeah. end of 2020. I was like, fine, I'll sign up for this yeah. app and screw around with my free time. And so pretty much for the first like four or five months I used it, I had 20 followers. And like I assumed, I was like, well, I'm just going to be making yeah. content that entertains me, my friends. Um, and um, <clears throat> shortly after we talked, 
Um, on a more somber note, on a more somber note, uh, you know, uh, Ryan Demarest, who was a comedian that I was good friends with, he passed yeah. away. Yeah. And um, this kind of was what prompted it to even come together. I was, it was the weekend after he had, he'd passed. And uh, Sorry, I was sitting way. around in my backyard. And I was listening to music and I was a little weepy and um, I was listening to music and Ryan and I were really into music. Like you and I are really into music. You and yeah. I geek out over pumpkins and alternative. Yeah. And we talk about our favorite music. Yeah. And Ryan was a friend like that for me too. He was a, he was a metal head. Hmm. So we talked about metal bands. We always, you know, even over text during the lockdown, we were like, I can't wait to, get out of this and let's go see a show together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I was sitting there and I was listening to music and I was thinking of the transformative power of music that was how meaningful and how special it can be and how it can be life changing. And suddenly yeah. like a bolt of lightning, I thought of Nirvana smells like teen spirit. I remembered sitting there and I remember seeing that video on, on 120 minutes and just being, and just rocking my world yeah. So I sat there in this video and I recorded myself back and forth. Like you've seen in the video, I did this back yeah. and forth. Two people in Nirvana first, first time. And I record it and then I don't even publish it. I like put it and I close the app and I put it in my pocket. And the next morning on Monday morning, I get up and I open up TikTok and it's like, Hey, you forgot to publish this video. Yeah. And my hand hovered over delete. I was like, who cares? I don't have anybody who follows me. And this was kind of dumb anyway. Right. And I was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> so I hit publish yeah. and then I go to work and it's like my lunch break. And I open up the app and it says I've got like, you know, 80,000 views. And I'm like, <laughs> through my phone. I was like, you know, me, I've, I've made good cops, tumbleweed, Harker, all yeah. these things. And nothing is hit it like that, like yeah. that fast, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I come home that day and I tell my wife, I go, I go, uh, by that time, I'm like, I'm at 170,000 views. And by the time I'm going to bed, it's 300,000 views. So the next morning I decide to get up and I go, well, let's see if lightning can strike twice. Yeah. <laughs> and so I sit down and I think of another moment. It was Radiohead's Creep. Did that little video and I published it. And then that thing. Yeah. Just keeps going. So these, that week, these videos, they, they, they get to a million and I'm like, I'm just kind of dumbstruck by the whole thing that's going on. Yeah. And so I just decide, okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make these videos about songs that really melted my face off. Yeah. And <laughs> the art behind it was, you know, people would get on there and be like, you know, all the notes and comments. Now, 90% of them have been positive. Yeah, but every now and then people are like, "Well, this isn't even the band's best song," right? Right. And, right. and like, well, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not showing you the best song they ever did. I'm showing right. you my introduction to their music. I'm showing yeah. you kind of how they took my breath away. Yeah. So then everything changed. You know, I'll, I know I'm I'm being long winded on this, Matt. So I'll try. Oh my to, god! I'll, I'll speed it up. Please don't. But I get <laughs> I get to I get to rage against the machine, which is just a week after those other two. Yeah. And I do Rage Against the Machine, um, Freedom. Yeah. And I do it in the backyard. And that's the one where something special happened. You know, it was yeah. 24 hours later. It was in a million. And then once it got its way to Tom Morello from the Machine and he retweeted the video that I didn't even post. It was another guy. Yeah. This, you know, really talented writer, podcaster named Paul Bay. He puts it on his Twitter 
and he, you know, Tom retweets it. And then I'm in, you know, I'm getting sent these articles. I'm in spin magazine. I'm on louder.com. <laughs> I'm in metal on all these websites. And I was like, I cannot believe <laughs> that after two decades in Los Angeles and, and grinding after them and making an indie film and doing YouTube series and working my ass off, the, this silly thing uh, caught fire. Did. So, yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been absolutely bananas. But, I mean, you yeah, so doing that. all those two decades led to you being able to craft such a clever thing so quickly and easily. Like, the writing of the Rage Against the Machine one is amazing. And, uh, you know, like, basically, well, if, you, if you haven't seen it, pause and go look at it right now and then come back because it's... Yeah, go watch. Dude, I'm, I'm probably a thousand of your views. And... <laughs> I, like oh, I've resisted you. TikTok because it's dangerous. Like it is so goddamn addictive. It's crazy. It is addictive. It's a very addictive um, application. And and for your, for people who are listening who don't have a TikTok, I mean, look, you can go into a browser and yeah. you can type in you know TikTok Jacob Givens, and you can go to my page. You, you don't even have to have an account, so you can watch it yeah. that way. Yeah, because I have a lot of people in my life, friends and family, that are like, I'm not making a TikTok. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. just won't do it. Yeah. So I've been trying as hard as I can to bring it to Instagram, yeah. to Twitter, or to bring it to these other platforms. Um, yeah, I saw it on YouTube. In, yeah. Also, so it's yeah. Yeah. Somebody somebody else uploaded it. On YouTube before I did. And then, you know, I did finally, but, um, it's crazy, man. I mean, the, the hardest part of course is TikTok seems to have a little bit more fluid rules on copyrighted music. Yeah. Um, in yeah. that they're, they're a little bit more forgiving. I yeah. will upload these clips to Instagram or Facebook and they'll get flagged the music. immediately. Yeah. They'll say, yeah. we, we are not airing this video. This has got copyrighted material. So this whole thing of building this TikTok uh, account and getting followers, I mean, it, one day, like the record companies could come yeah. smashing through my account and just go, every video in here is going to be deleted. And you go, okay, that's fine. But yeah. it's fun while it lasts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're, what you should try to do, I'm sure you've, you've thought through this, but like you need to turn that into your people that can follow yeah. you from wherever, you know, like I would love That's a the, podcast about every one of these songs. I'm, I'm way ahead of you. I know I'm you are. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I am, I'm on the verge of watching. Um, it, it did hit me. I was like, well, obviously I could talk about these albums and songs and these moments forever. And yeah. people in the comments were like, you should have a podcast. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I will. So yeah. I, uh, I know last time I was on the show, we were talking pretty heavy about religion and that yeah. possible direction. And I mean, maybe that'll come back, but it seems yeah. that the, seems that the universe is kind of saying, okay, talk about music, talk about bands right now. Yeah. That's going to be your thing. And so, uh, I'm embracing it. I'm yeah. running with it. And I, I have, uh, I have a podcast coming out. I'm hoping by next week. So that's awesome. And I mean, you, the fun thing is you can talk about it by yourself. You can talk about it with other people. Yeah, it doesn't, I'm it doesn't do matter, right? And um, yeah, dude, that's awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's so fun yeah. because, you know, music is just endlessly fun to talk about. Um, it is. And uh, especially when you really get into it. And I want to say that going back to the TikTok thing, um, you know, 
like I said, the writing of it is amazing, but what's really cool about it and interesting and so unique, I think to, to you is I know you well enough to know your background, but the, the, the tinge of guilt associated with listening to the music you were listening to is so interesting Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's a whole other layer, you know, and it, that would come with, in my experience, you know, like satanic music, right? Like I grew up, I didn't grow up as hardcore religious as you did, but like it didn't cross my mind nearly how much it did for you, nor did the names of the bands even resonate. When I saw your faith, no more one, I was like, holy shit, that is like a slap in the face, right? Like I just thought it was a great band name, you know, but like, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I told this story on a TikTok or on a video yet. But true story, I I, um, I was at like a summer camp through my church, and we were working on houses. We were uh, like doing construction type stuff, and this kid and I were talking about faith. The morning on a cassette tape like this, and um, the the youth pastor who was leading this thing because we're young boys, he's like, "What? What'd you say?" And they hit him with, he goes. Uh, it's a, it's a band called faith. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy goes, what? He goes, this band that we really like called faith. There's more. And he goes, Oh really? And so he totally like on the fly props to his improv skills. He just swapped out for theirs and the guy wow. just accepted it and walked away. And I always thought that was so funny. Cause it was wow. like, it was just the name of the band, but to that group of people and to that cult, it was a big deal. You had to be so secretive. You had yeah. to hide. And I've had so many people comment both, you know, I've had people say like, oh, it was exactly like that for me, you know, from Metallica to Megadeth yeah. and the, you know, like the video I did with my mom, just these names, these bands and songs that made them yeah. so scared. Yeah. Then I've had people that are, are like, grew up in Ireland and they're like, I find it so charming that you're so uh, worried about language and blasphemy because in Ireland, <laughs> they were like, not even a big deal at all. Yeah, yeah. And so it's interesting to see kind of musical journeys for all of us in the, in the, in that, you know? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I pick up on it and like giggle every time. Like, Oh yeah. Like there was one where you, uh, I forget who it was where you had, like you wore the, the hood over your head. Tool, 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 uh, tool yeah. sober where I'm scared in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, that one, that one just cracks me up. I love, I think of all I can just, think about is Beavis and Butthead in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Remember for when, sure. Remember when Beavis and Butthead watched it? <laughs> it's just yeah. like, if I could move my hand that fast, I'd never leave the house. Yeah. It's funny. Cause you know, I was drawn to it's like the more taboo something is, the more you're drawn to it. You know, yeah. I'd go to his like a sleepover at his house and somebody would have tool and they would show you the album and you'd see the, like the grotesque or the kind of perverse. And yeah, you'd be, you'd like, I want that, you know, I want to see that. And it, because it was so off limits, it made it even more enticing. Yeah. And, you know, my, my poor mother, I told her, I was like, you know, you, all the pecting that you did was really a waste of time because my brother and I just went deeper and further and became bigger fans. And now we listen to the most, you know, my brother and I both love like the heaviest metal you could possibly <laughs> fathom. I mean, we're talking sounds and imagery that would, 
you know, make the devil go, whoa, 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 okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, I I didn't, I would have never thought of it as like, uh, and I think it's interesting when you think about like the punk movement, right? Like I, I don't think grunge got that treatment. You know, like as like a rebel's music, it just was what it was. Um, But for you, it still was rebel. Like any music probably was, it's hard to get away from it, you know? Yeah, it was tough. You know, Um, you know, I would say the, the, when, when Joel and I, my brother were listening to Megadeth and Metallica and stuff like that, that got us into trouble. Um, And then when we switched to grunge, it was a little easier. My parents were a little kind of, you know, looking over our shoulder and checking things out, but they really quickly started figuring out that it was just a bunch of angsty teenager music, people in flannel and all that yeah. stuff. And then they kind of chilled out a little bit, but I had my own hangups, you know, I was going to church a lot at that age. And like I did in one of the video- videos, I was a huge Tori Amos fan. And oh, if you're God, a Tori yeah. Amos fan, yeah. she has a very complicated relationship with her past belief system. And, you know, when she put out, um, under the pink and she had that song called God. Sometimes you just don't come through. Yeah. I remember being in my car and there were times that I, I, I would skip the song or I'd turn it down because I'd have so, so much inner strife and anxiety yeah. over that. Feeling. Now I crank it because yeah. now I'm like, I'm like, it doesn't even phase me anymore. I don't leave those things anymore, but, um, but it's just crazy. The impact it had on, on me yeah. back then. You know, I think what I love is, uh, especially, I think the reason for me, especially the rage against the machine one really hit a nerve was because I, I now kind of kick myself for not listening closer to the lyrics and enacting change as a result of hearing them. You know what I mean? Like in your video when you're like, I'm angry too, but I'm learning. It's like, I I feel like I, I was, I, I didn't learn it well enough. You know what I mean? Like, and now yeah. in this day and age, you're like, yeah, we all need to re-listen to that and realize we've still let it slip. You know, yeah, we could do, absolutely. we could do better. And Zach Della Roca told us that very early in the nineties. Like it's, yeah. it, it's, uh, you know, almost like a, a point of, of shame sometimes just like, damn it. I didn't, I didn't, it was, it didn't hit me hard enough, I guess. And it's just that, that that's why that video is so good. Cause you're just like, damn, they, you know, some people got it. And, uh, yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's crazy, but it's, so I, good. I, I know it, it was like, you know, like rage against the machine was really, uh, if you were somebody who grew up with hip hop, you know, NWA public enemy, right. These right. were things that these messages about not trusting authority and the police and the system is rigged. And yeah. Yeah especially out to get people of color. You know, I was a kid in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and my exposure to hip hop and rap was really minimal. And that had to do with just circles of friends and what you're exposed to and being a musician, I gravitated towards things that were guitar driven. That's like what I wanted to hear. So I was missing out on all of that. But Rage Against the Machine was marrying the two. It was bringing over these messages and, you know, free Leonard Peltier and, yeah. You know, you're watching SNL and on their first live performance, they're hanging the American flag upside down. And then then they're kicked off the show. I mean, these were things that when you're a kid, you're like, what? You yeah. can speak out like that. You could do that. And yeah. Yeah. it planted that seed early on of like, maybe we're being lied to, you know, mm-hmm. maybe the system 
uh, is kind of set up to help a very select small few. But I mean, I had a lot to learn, obviously. I, I yeah. had a long journey to go. <laughs> yeah. Damn. No, it's so fun, dude. I'm so, gl- I'm so happy for you, but it's also like, damn, that's so, isn't it interesting how it just happens? Because, and it's so bizarre yeah. too, because that app is just global. There are so many people. There's so many people. Yeah. Like it's crazy. It just never ends. And it's like, well, yeah, people are, are more interesting in so many ways than we ever gave credit, you know? And, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, what you were saying about how crazy that it happens like this is that that that's, I mean, that's a true testament to the public will make the decision. And, uh, you know, I wasn't trying on this one. I am now because I'm making content for people that want, you know, but this wasn't something that I went to to bed that night and was like, I can't wait to go viral tomorrow. Right. Right. Like, like I said in the beginning, something I almost threw away, something I almost discarded. But I, one thing that I think comes through and my brother and I were talking about this on the phone and he was like, he said, there's an authenticity that's being captured about your love and your passion and your feelings. That's really hard to pretend. It's really hard to fake um, that level of love and passion for music. And it's, it's true. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying, trying to say, Oh, I'm so great. I'm just saying all I'm doing is what I do all the time which yeah. is when you get me going and talking about a song or a band, I go crazy. I get, yeah. I get so excited. Yeah. And a lot of that has disappeared from my adult life because as I became yeah. a parent and a responsible adult and I have a job, it's not like I can sit around and geek out about music all the yeah. time, but I used to, yeah. I used to. Yeah. And so to be able to bring that back has been like the best, the yeah. best. I feel, I feel young. Uh, you know, talking about bands again. Yeah. It's invigorating. It's really invigorating. Uh, I, I feel, I feel the same. And, and, uh, you know, we talked before that the pandemic has made me play drums again, like regular on like all the time. And, and it's like, yeah. I forgot how much I love this. Like I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, and I think that, that it's just, uh, it's so cool. It's so cool to, have figured it out in that way. And I think probably if, if, you know, I think I know the way you'll do this is like, now you're, you're obligated in the best possible way to continue to raise the bar. Like, like how, how interesting is it to, as a writing exercise too, to be like, come up with how long are the videos? Like a minute, like not even like a minute. Yeah. A minute. That's all I've got. It's so cool. They allow you they allow you, this is a new feature. They allow you now to do three minutes. Um, but I got to be honest, like I just did my first one that was a, a minute and a half and that was my thank you for a hundred K followers. That's what yeah. it was. It was, I, I took the time. I stretched out a little bit because I wanted to cover a certain amount, amount of ground. I didn't want to go the full three minutes, Yeah. but there for me, it's more exciting to kind of make this short and sweet and yeah to do it in a minute, to convey it in a minute. It makes it challenging. Like the one I just did this, um, 
this week was Megadeth's uh, Holy Wars. Yeah. And yeah. that's his six and a half minute song. <laughs> and it was, it was so hard for me to, um, to distill that feeling down into a minute. It was a challenge because yeah. I sat there and when I recorded it, I recorded the whole song. I, I, I came up yeah. with the idea because I was sitting across from a Jamie and I was like, I want to do Megadeth, but I don't know what to do. And so she's like, well, play the song you want to do. So I put on Holy Wars and I start going like, and then there's this part. And then you got to do, and I'm doing the whole thing. Yeah. And she, she, at the end of it goes like, well, that's your video. Yeah. She's like, yeah. your video is somebody <laughs> communicating the excitement of going through all these different sections of the song. Yeah. And so I, I've recorded the whole thing and I'm like, how do I trim I mean, it took me, uh, this is, this is behind the, behind the music it took me like three and a half, four hours to edit that one. It never takes me that long, but it yeah. took me forever because I didn't know how, how do I trim this? And so I sat there for hours just trying to make it work, trying to make it work. But yeah, it makes me raise the bar. It's fun. Every time I do it, I smile and I laugh. Um, I have the most fun and I'm really hoping, I mean, kind of the dream scenario out of this. Yes, podcasts, yes, YouTube. I would love it if life presented me an opportunity to be a modern-day version of the MTV VJ, huh. you know, to be in a situation where, I mean, with comedy, too. I don't want yeah. to just be Kurt Loder yeah. reading MTV News. <laughs> But I, I, you know, I don't want to be stand up, by the way. Yeah. I don't want to be behind a desk and reading news, but I actually I, don't know I, if he's terrible. Yeah. I, I would love to, I would love to have the opportunity. Like, let's say somebody came along and they said, Hey, we're launching this new music network and we'd like you to do what you do. You know, you talk about the new bands are coming yeah. out, you do some throwbacks, you know, whatever, but you talk to guests and yeah. you do that. And so I would love that. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to build this, podcast i'm gonna do some sh this youtube stuff and i'm just gonna see if maybe maybe life will open the door and that's what i gotta do i yeah. think that would be pretty sweet. just start so. doing it and eventually it goes <laughs> it start happens yeah yeah dude that's amazing that's really good that's a cool idea um yeah and i think you know like i said there's so many people you don't need all you don't need yeah. everybody you need the people that like that there's this dude mm -hmm. i think it's called the session ig live or something he's a you know what? I don't even know deeply about him. He just has him and it only is live. He doesn't put it anywhere else. You just join when he joins and really? it's, it's him playing and appreciating a song like together with all the people that are on the live session. And if you miss it, you miss it. It's over. But like wow. he'll pause it and he'll, he'll break the tracks out and solo. I guess he's using pro tools or something to just separate out the tracks and be like, hold on, hold on. Listen to this fucking drum beat right here and then he'll like and you're just like fuck i never listened to it and he like can that. get away with it and he can get away with it because he's live right it's not captured and yeah. kept so it's like you can play music in a live because it's like well i'm this is going to be gone right yeah that's a that's a cool idea but here's the thing though is like as a musician with music available on the internet i can proudly say if you're talking about it because you love it I don't want my cut of the royalty for you listening to that song right now. You already bought the record, obviously, in some form right, over the right. course of the last 20 years. Even if you fucking illegally downloaded it, I don't give a shit. Like, the yeah. game has changed. I You're hope. Like, well. I hope. 
I mean, that's why people shit on Metallica for going after Napster. Like, you know, in a way it was such a weird battle. Like, it's like, well, listen, man, like I get that it's the principle. You should be paid for your work, but let's flip it. Like all the years, I, I was literally just talking about this the other day. When you do royalties as a musician, you know, and you sign up with, with that and you split the, the royalties you, you, and you divide it out so that you're getting paid royalties from like a service like BMI or whatever for the use of your music. It used to be like, you know, college radio was a handwritten sheet by the person who was doing the DJing that day. And then they, yeah, they, yeah. they counted those sheets. I'm like, well, you got nine plays across the nation this week. Here's four cents, you know, whereas now yeah. it's digital. So now you can argue that Spotify and all of those companies need to pay artists better. And I would agree, but yeah, I agree. at least we have the battle taken where we know how many plays we got. Right. So I know that you used four seconds of my song on a show and I know that it showed up yeah. in nine countries. Therefore we're good. Here's my rate. Here's what yeah. you pay me. So now that we can capture it effectively, it's like, okay, well, let's do this then. Like, and as an artist, yeah. you should be able to say like, it's the fair use idea. Like you could tape my song off the radio back in the day and then show your friends mm-hmm. on the cassette you taped off the radio. And guess what? If they liked it, they bought it again. I realize that cheapens the product of a song, but the model that all those people who railed against it doesn't exist really anymore. It's different now. Yeah, You can yeah. write a song, record your song, post your song, sell it, make it available for free. And guess what? If it's good, people find it. And in way smaller numbers than they ever used to when a radio station said, this is the song that you have to hear and we're going to play it every 12 minutes. Like, yeah, it's so different now. Like, I I guess I'm glad I grew up that way because now I feel like there's so much shit. I don't even know half of what's going on, you know, whereas like, yeah, we got fed some incredible bands in the nineties. Would we have ever heard of them? Like every time you talk to like, you hear Pearl Jam talk, you hear the bands talk about, dude, they're like, there were 12 other bands that were better than us. I don't know why this happened. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the yeah. drummer from hum who unfortunately just passed away recently would compliment other drummers where they came from. I think it was Illinois. Like he's like, dude, I, I don't understand yeah. it. Like I, I, yeah. I don't understand it. It just is. Yeah. And, and so yeah. now I think they all can exist if they can just find their people like never before that was when did rant, but but it's yeah, no, 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 I get it. I get it. All to say, if you're going to play my song and talk about it on a podcast for two hours, cool. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's what I, that's honestly what I hope all of them think. I hope that all of them know that this comes from a place of being a fan. I'm a fan. I, I am a fan of the music. I it's it's moved my life, and I've spoken about it my whole life. And and uh, you know, there's one thing I'm not gonna do is you know I've had friends that'll be like, you should do a video about hearing this song because it sucks, and your negative reaction to it. I was like, no, yeah. no, why? I'm not. I have zero interest in giving uh, attention to songs to to shit on them. You know what's a twist on that idea you know? that's interesting, right? What? is, and, and I figured this out, 
is there were songs I hated in the 90s because they weren't like the other shit I loved that when I yeah. listen to them now, I'm like, that was actually really good. Yeah, I mean, I'd be that willing really to do good. that in a video that says, here's a song that came out of the time that I didn't get or didn't yeah. connect with me. And now I do. And now I think it's cool. Yeah. But I don't think I'd ever put any energy in a video where I'm just like, this sucks. You know, just like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I have, it's just not, it's not my, yeah. it's not who I am as a person, yeah. you know, because even back then, well, actually, I was pretty combative about bands that I hated when I was in high school. Oh, I used yeah. to get in arguments all the time. I used oh, to get yeah. in fights. I'd be like, they, they suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it drives me crazy now. It drives me crazy now when 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 people come along and comment on the on the videos and they're like, I hate this band. Or like, this is the worst. I'm like, well, why are you here? Why are you here? Why, why, yeah. why waste your energy? This is clearly a space where people really like talking about this band. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I, haters I gonna hate. <laughs> they, they is, they is. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. I know. I was talking to my daughter this this week, in fact, about Billie Eilish's next record, which I guess mm-hmm. I don't know what it'll do, but whatever, you know, like it. If it's not as yeah. good as the first one, she's gonna take so much heat. And I'm like, dude, she's so young. Like, yeah. give her six or seven albums. That girl can sing like crazy like crazy. I don't care what her album sounds like. Like it's a snapshot of where she is right now, but her talent is crazy. So yeah, like it, it makes me like look at the younger version of ourselves and be like, we were really hard on bands that really made it, you know, you know, like people still shit on Nickelback, but Nickelback, they don't give a shit from their mansion. Like they made, they made it, they made their hits. They, you know what? And those songs connected for some people and people loved them. And there was a recent trend online of people like confessing their love of Creed. And I was like, you know what? Good for them. Like by all means, you know, enjoy, enjoy the music. Yeah. Enjoy it. You know, we're, we're here for such a short time. It's like, if you like a band that everybody hates or you like an artist, everybody, it's like, who cares? It was none of this dude. matters. We're all star stuff. We just were born and then we we die. If if you want to spend your whole life loving, you know, the, the Spice Girls, do it. You know, you know God, that's a dated reference. But you I'm know what I love? You know, I love Creed because one of their songs prompted my buddy to replace their lyrics with one of the funniest shits I ever heard. <laughs> so, yeah. like that song, he had a whole Makes riff. You oh my God, he had a whole riff about going to McDonald's from that song and it was just it. gold it was so funny so and as you know the songs were on all the time like if you went out to a bar in 1992 songs were you heard those songs yeah. for sure at least twice yeah. throughout the course of the night yeah and like halfway through yeah. you're just singing along you're like fucker they got me you know and yeah and uh yeah and being in a band then was hard because you had to think everything else sucked you know, you're just like, yeah. well, they didn't yeah. do as much as we did. And we're, it's just like, no, it's, <laughs> you have no fucking shot. Like you have no control. You have no control. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that shit stuck through. And I think the nineties were especially, uh, full of incredible, incredible artists. Like every oh, yeah. era I guess is, but the nineties was really interesting. Like a lot of new combinations of things that never happened before in, in, in grunge and, and, uh, especially from a drummer standpoint, I mean, holy shit, so many good drummers. 
I think that, uh, and you know, Sony could argue with me and say that there's good music happening always, you know, that, that you would say that in the two thousands and the 2010s, there was still good bands and good artists, but, but you're right that, okay, why was the sixties, the sixties, why was the nineties, the nineties and why are we probably do for that, that type of era again, I think it has to do with everything kind of like culminating and exploding into this like creative outpouring of going against what the norm is and what's yeah. acceptable and what's okay. And the nineties was that yeah. it was literally people coming out. I think it was, um, I was just talking to a friend the other day. I know Tarantino said in the, in the interview, uh, in an interview about why his film, my Pulp Fiction took off in the nineties was because the eighties, everything was very safe yeah. And very like nobody was taking a risk and nobody was, you know, everything was just playing within these rules uh, yeah. of, of like what you could put in a movie. And so it's like once that happens and again in music you have. So, yes, there's great artists out there. I'm actually going to start talking about bands that I listen to now that are, you know, blowing my hair back. Yeah. Yeah. But but um, there are great bands. But the the overall cultural zeitgeist, like the feeling is well, we don't want to rock the boat. We need the hits. We need the rate, you know, and you have yeah. these outliers that are doing cool things. Yeah. But at some point in the system, like the whole thing has to like explode. It has to just be like, a, that's it. We're not doing this anymore. Yeah. yeah. And I think that we're on, we're on the precipice of that. I think mm-hmm. we're about to have it happen again after the coronavirus, after Trump, after just an entire decade of just people losing their minds in this kind of like yeah. cultural war of like, what's okay to say, what's not okay to say, who's being canceled, what's, or, you know, can, can I say this anymore? I think that there's just going to be this, like, I don't care. And yeah. it's just going to, yeah. And we're going to have another decade of uh, really cool shit. <laughs> I think so. I think so. You know? People have, yeah, I, I hope so, man. I hope it is. That's gotta I hope be, so. I that's hope gotta so. be it because, gotta be coming. <laughs> <laughs> because the alternative is not okay. Uh, so it's, it's pretty, it's pretty nuts. I think, um, you know, the, the, it's, it's interesting when you talk to, and and like you, I kind of faded back from music because I love podcasts. So, Mm -hmm. but I had this, uh, I, I got the advice to when you run or exercise, don't listen to podcasts because Mm. you, you shouldn't be thinking especially running. I think it was, I think it was specific to running. Yeah. It was specific to running. Um, and I was like, all right, I'll try it. Cause I used to pace with running. Right. So, uh, and it, damn it, if it didn't work and change the, my relationship to music again, to the point where I'm back making playlists and like really thinking about what I'm listening to. And when a song comes on in my run, I'm like, fuck yeah. You know? Yeah. And just, it's, it's incredible, the power of it. And, uh, listening to learn it is also something I love to do, which is to yeah break it down in your mind and, and separate out the instruments and really listen to one thing. And yeah. you're like, fuck, I never noticed that they did that, you know? And, uh, yeah, I, I just, phew, yeah, I love it. It's the same for it's the same for me. Is that it brought everything back because <clears throat> back in the physical media days, the CDs, the tapes, you know, when I had my my rack of CDs that 
I carried with me or my CD booklet or whatever. Yeah. You just got in the habit of being like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to listen to Radiohead's The Benz, or I'm going to pop in Alice in Chains' Dirt, or I'm going to, you know, you're going to pop this in. And you're just, you're surrounded by it all the time. Yeah. And that's a huge part of like who you are. You're studying it, you're playing in the background, you're hanging out with friends, you're putting on these bands all the time. And then uh, things, not only do you get older, but the whole content the way we consume content now is Spotify or I Apple music or whatever. So it's only on a track by track basis in that I, if I want to hear a song or I want to hear some nineties music, I'll go on a nineties playlist or I'll make my own or, you know, or I'll just want to listen to that one song, but, but sitting down and going, I'm going to play Allison Chain's dirt start to finish. Yeah. That's like something that I hadn't done in 20 years. Yeah. And so ever since this started, I started doing it again and I'll be in the car yeah. and I'll be like, my God, yeah, I know every single lyric and every change. And I know when the guitar does this and I know when the, yeah. you know, I know these moments because that was a huge part of my life. And now yeah. to go back, I'm like, wow, I've been missing um, just how important this is oh, the and art how, of an how album. much I love it. The art of an album the as album. a piece, as a unit yeah. is something yeah. that like is a, so like a, like a book. Yeah. yeah, it's so lost and we worked so hard. We we took so much care in like putting the right order and like this is the flow and this yeah. like it all went away and I feel like it's coming back, vinyl's yeah. back and that is the same experience as you're going to sit down and listen to this shit, then you're going to flip it over and listen to the other side and that's why that's the way it goes. Like it's yeah. done on purpose and you look at something like you know, Pink Floyd records that are a story in and of themselves. And, uh, you know, it's really neat. And uh, it's cool that that's coming back. Um, Yeah. I just think maybe it's never gone away for some people, but I think certainly for me and I know for you, like it just drifted and you, and now I'm like, God damn, I love it. I, I think in the majority from what I'm seeing, my TikToks, this whole thing is an indication that it drifted for almost all of us. That yeah. that 90% of people grow up and and you move on and you get busy. And so nostalgia is is a powerful thing because it reminds you who you once were. Yeah. But it's not that you have to live in the past. It's not like the goal is to to say, well, today sucks. Go back to when you were a kid. But no, I like to believe that what you're doing is you're tapping into that that youth that was sitting out late with its you know with his friends around a, a, a fire you know out 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 in a field by your car jamming and headbanging and air drumming yeah. and you're bringing that energy back to your adult life and you're like oh yeah I don't have to you know what I'm not I don't want to become the man I don't yeah. want to become like that boring guy who wags his finger and goes, turn it down. You know, I want to yeah. remember who I was yeah. and that you can kind of take some of that with you. And so I think what's cool about this is that I think a lot of us got too busy and distracted and, and, uh, but now we're bringing it back. We're, we're, we're inviting people back in. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that that'll maybe help us grow older with some more fun, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's, it's interesting too, that like, you know, we, and and that's probably exactly it is that the age we were when this hit us as hard as it did 
was before we really had any responsibility and we didn't know it. Yeah. And then we had to get through the responsibility for the most part. And we're coming out the other side. Like I really liked that. And I wonder too, if it's like a olfactory memory where like, like you said, I know I had a five disc changer in our apartment and in that was, uh, Nirvana and Pearl Jam and the Metallica black album. And, uh, those three were heavy, heavy rotation. And then check your head got in there. And then there was one float, one floater that would be like, you know, somebody could Alice in Chains maybe. Yeah. There was one that would change, but those, those other four were just on, on shuffle. And you know, you're just like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like porch. You're like, Oh, porch comes on. You're just, yeah, Uh, man. You know, it's great. And so, I think you're absolutely right. And we're at a really good age now to like maybe enjoy it differently. And maybe even with a perspective that, that like I'm always amazed when I listen to especially Pink Floyd records to think how wise they were in their twenties about the Mm -hmm. ways of the world. Like I find that fascinating. And I think for the better lyrics, uh, that came out in the nineties, uh, you know, most of those guys were in their twenties too. Like I'm just marvel at had they, if they hadn't had it figured out, they at least had a poetic way to express figuring it out, you know? Yeah. Which was impressive. I think, cause I feel like I was an idiot in my twenties. <laughs> Absolutely. Know? And I, 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 they, they were able to see through, they were able to see through something, uh, you know, and I, I yeah, it, it's why we had the music. Now the music would teach us to see through it as well. But I was envious of how these people could, you know, um, not be distracted by, well, I need to, I need to earn, you know, I need to settle down or whatever. And they were just like, man, the whole the world out there, it's just, it's not, it's not what you think it is. And don't be deceived and don't yeah. fall into institutions and always create and be true to yourself. And you're like, wow, I'll figure this out at some point in time. I yeah. might be in my forties when I do, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, transcendent shit. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's cool. It like, uh, did you like dinosaur junior? I missed the boat on them in the nineties. Like I knew field of pain and yeah. I knew Jay Mascus, you know, yeah. I knew he, I knew of him and like kind of his contribution to the alternative music scene. And I, yeah. I definitely heard some Dinosaur Jr. in the 90s. But yeah. it was a band that I would kind of come back and have a greater appreciation for later. Yeah. Um, a lot of bands, like uh, one that I didn't know about at all was Built to Spill. And now I love oh, Built to dude, Spill. Built that was one spill. that just completely passed me by. Yeah. Um, wow. They're amazing. Yeah. They're amazing band. Ridiculously good. Like that... <sighs> And they're so a good. full, they're a full album band too. Like, uh, Oh, they're a full album band. You got to yeah. start to finish. And it's like a work of art because you're going, yeah. you're going to change tempos and you're going to go all over the place. So there's so many bands like that pavement too. Yeah. Pavement was one that I wrote off because my favorite band was the smashing pumpkins. And all I knew was that the smashing pumpkins and pavement like hated each other. That was yeah. like the big rivalry of the nineties. And yeah. so I was like, well, I'm not listening to pavement then. Yeah. But of yeah. course now I'm like, Oh, I like pavement. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of bands that um, you just didn't take the time for. Another one is 
Goo Goo Dolls, we were taught Goo Goo Dolls were like name, Iris, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the pop hits. But a lot of people didn't realize that the Goo Goo Dolls before that were kind of this edgy pop punk, you know, rock and roll band that had witty songs. Yeah. And so it's funny because you hear the name Goo Goo Dolls and you're like, oh, the guys who wrote the song for city of angels yeah. and you're like no 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 the before all that before all that yeah. and so you know it's just funny how bands are are given to the world a certain way and you experiencing uh, I, them a different way so i have weird connections to the to the goo goo dolls in in two or three different ways so the first one is uh in the 90s we toured the northeast with this band called ben and we did a big swing up the Northeast, up to like Buffalo and New York and, uh, uh, Vermont and Maine and all that shit. And when we stayed in Buffalo, we stayed in the Goo Goo Dolls house. So they like lived in this house and some of the dudes in Ben lived in that house. The Goo Goo Dolls were not there at the time, but that's crazy. Yeah. So that was one. And then like six, seven years ago when my 90s cover band played in Malibu we played a, glu- a Goo Goo Dolls song we played Slide and yeah. <clears throat> like it's a band that I never listened to that much really like yeah. for the reasons you said like I was just like yeah they're they're fine they're, you know? they're fine yeah. Um, yeah but I got a big appreciation for them learning that song and yeah. playing that song and so we finished our set and uh, this dude comes up to us and he's like I've never heard a band do that well you guys fucking crushed it. It was the drummer yeah. from the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> How amazing. Right. How was, amazing. Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Like that's awesome. Fuck and yeah. That's, so, that's high praise. That's yeah. That's awesome. It was, it was cool. And that's, it's a good song. You're like, damn, they were, that's a really catchy song. It's really good. So, yeah. uh, yeah. Built a spill. Who else were we talking about? Oh, dinosaur junior. I wanted to tell you, listen to, if you get a chance, um, he has a record. It's just Jay Mascus and it's called, uh, Martin and me. And it's just uh-huh. him and a Martin guitar playing dinosaur junior songs. And it's, oh, cool. it's so dope. Good. It's so dope. Like I was a huge dinosaur junior fan. They played at my college. Actually, it was the loudest concert I've ever seen ever. Really? All concerts. I mean, it was in the basketball gym and I don't well, know. That, how, that's why. Dude, that I echo in there oh you. <laughs> but he had a lot of marshals on stage, like too many, yeah, too many yeah. speakers. I was like, too many Jesus marshals. Christ. And I, I love loud shit, like love loud shit. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. It was loud. It was fucking awesome though. Like, I have you been able to get to the, the age you are now, uh, without any tinnitus because you're a drummer? Like, do you have any ringing in your ears or have you made it this far without any? I made it this far without it. Um, I would say I have, uh, yeah, I don't have tinnitus. I don't think, and I've been tested and I like, I had a game changer experience a couple of years ago. I went and got like the kind of, uh, earplugs that they mold your ear. So like they yeah, pour, yeah. pour this shit in there, dude, it's shaped at, yeah. Oh my God. Game changer. Like literally really? changed everything about how I, I heard music on stage. That was huge. Before that, I would just use the foam ones. And then for a long time, I didn't do anything. Um, so I got, I got lucky and I really haven't had too much degradation in my hearing, but I do like to sleep with like a white noise, like a fan. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily a ring. I can't sleep without white noise. I can't sleep without white noise. Yeah. I don't think it's a ring so much as, as just low level hum 
maybe. And like mm-hmm. when I come out of yeah. uh, playing really loud, because when I rehearse, I have to have headphones and play like an electronic kit. So it ha- it's, it's loud. Uh, my ears ring a little bit after that, uh, after sessions there. But, uh, you know, so far so good. I think the when I got tested a couple years ago, I had really hadn't lost much EQ on either end of the spectrum. So I was pretty pleased. Um, That's cool. May, maybe it's grown back or something over the years and I can kill it again a little bit. But my old guitar player... <laughs> my old guitar player always gives me shit because his ear was literally right next to my, my cymbals for, you know, 10 years. And I hit him real hard, real hard. And he was just like, your fucking cymbal would just, just eat into my ear. And he'd make this sound. He'd be like 10 years, like, just like, yeah, sorry, man. So funny. (laughs) I have, I have a, uh, I actually have a cracked eardrum, like it's, it's damaged. It's got a split in it. And it's, um, I went back when I was swimming in the oceans for uh, the Tron's, I went into a doctor's appointment and he was like, do you swim? And I was like, I swim in the ocean for this, you know, these events. And he said, well, you have a cracked eardrum. So you should always wear, um, Whoa. always wear a, uh, uh, you know, something in that ear because he goes, it'll, or it'll get damaged. And I figured out, I traced it all the way back. I don't have tinnitus. I don't think I have any hearing loss, but it's just a fragile thing. Um, I was in a play when I was in high school and we had blanks uh, uh, on stage. And when we were learning about how to fire blanks, cause this was at a community theater yeah. they called death, death trap. And while we were learning how to do the blanks, we were young community yeah. theater. Um, one of the other actors, he accidentally let the gun, the blank go off like right by the side of my head. Oh. And I remember my ear being like for like three days after yeah. that. So I was yeah. like, Oh, that was it. That was the moment where I cracked my eardrum. So, but I mean, I can hear out of my ear just fine, but it's just crazy. Uh, I, d- I did damage my ear eardrum from, from theater. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So when That's we play, nuts. I'll probably have to put something in there just to make sure I don't blow up my eardrum. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm so psyched. I'm, I'm definitely it's like, fun. I think you'll, I think you'll have a blast. I really think you'll have a blast. It, it'll be what we turn it into. Like, yeah, and, I, and, I, I, I was a much stronger singer in my, uh, you know, I have a lot of anxiety and nerves about it a little bit because when I was in high school and in college, I was a stage musical theater performer and I was taking vocal lessons and I could sing like really well, yeah. but you know, I haven't flexed that muscle in a long time. And so there's a lot of me that I'm like, well, I'm not that strong of a singer anymore. I know with time that'll yeah. only strengthen and it'll only get yeah. better and better and better if I, if I flex that muscle, but I'm definitely not the vocalist I once was. So I'm hoping we can just have fun sing along to some songs, do the best they can. And then, and then maybe my voice will start to kind of shake yeah. off the dust and, and come back out again. So we so dope. This is fun, dude. I'm, I'm so sick to tell the, love coming on your show, the TikTok story. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's so fun, man. I, I, I showed it to like at least 15 people last week when I was on vacation. Like That's you awesome. gotta watch this. You gotta watch this guy. Like it's just That's so awesome. funny. It's so good, but I'm learning. I love that part. <laughs> <laughs> What's so fun for me is the, I have friends that'll say their joy is getting shown video of me and it's not from me, you know, like I'm not yeah. sharing or promoting. It's not something you're seeing in my social media. It's like, you know, somebody who I know who lives in Toronto 
is at their job and they're like, you got to see this guy. And he's like, Oh yeah, that's my Jacob or yeah. somebody I know who lives, you know, around the world. And they're, they're getting shown this video. It's really fun. It's really fun for me to, to find out that people are sharing the video to so many people that it's getting to people yeah. I've known my entire life, not from me, not yeah. from me, yeah. you know? So, are you seeing so. any, any translation into like people seeing other things? Are you seeing upticks in your other product? Are there other channels? we'll see. I just did the video last week of, uh, well, I did it over the weekend, I guess, which was the thank you for a hundred K. And in that was the first time that I really talked about, you know, the movie, How's the web series, the pod, uh, bio-friendly podcast. And yeah. And, and really promoted those things. And so, uh, you know, people in the comments were like, wow, cool. I had no idea. You know, the funniest comment that I saw was like, I just thought you were some dude who like lived in his mom's basement who loved music and <laughs> I had no idea. And so, yeah, it's, it was fun for me to tell that audience, the people that did watch it to go like, yeah, I love music and I make these funny TikToks, but I've been at this for a long time, yeah, you know? Yeah. So um, we'll dope. see what happens at the time. I'm hoping that, you know, at this rate, keep making videos and that 100K turns into 200K, turns into 300K. Yeah. I and mean, then you've just got yourself a good group of people that are all about what you're making. And yeah. that's that's what I'm looking for. Right on. Well, congratulations. I'm psyched for you. I can't wait to hear the you podcast do. and uh, watch for the next video. So thanks, man. Be well. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. And I'll see you again soon, man. Word. Before I begin